your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Foster. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Uh, today, I have got the end of my conversation with Jeff Svoboda of Jackets Insider. Uh, so let's let's get right into it. It's always, uh, it's always interesting to see which guys are different, like in the scrum versus just like one-on-one, I think. Um, here's the, you might be able to answer this question, we'll see. Are there any kind of like fun locker room stories that will not get you in trouble if you tell them? Because like, I've spent a decent amount of time around like hockey players in this country, and they just uh, they're so much fun. Like, when the cameras aren't rolling, and they don't have yes. to be like media training, they're just they're so much fun. So like, are there any kind of fun, fun stories that you can tell that the team will not shout at you for? <laughs> That's a good question. I wish you'd given me advance warning on this question because I feel like there probably are, but they're just not popping into my brain at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like certain ones that kind of stand out. Um, but off the top of my head, I'm not really coming up with any. So I wish, I wish it, um, I, could, I could think of a few, but um, you know, like I say, they're generally a group of good guys. I don't have anything that stands out. I wish, again, I wish I could give you one that just like immediately um pops into my head but there's just nothing that's like really doing it but you know they, they have you know they've all got running jokes with people I mean, it's always funny when you're in the locker room and they start uh you know kind of ripping on each other because you you know this any group of sports players any group of guys does that with their friends uh and so when you kind of see it and they're all making fun of each other a little bit uh you know that's always a good time but nothing that really stands out there uh a ton so i i yeah it's a i love when the like the i always love when pld speaks russian with the russian guys which is always kind of the fact that he's like learning Russian is such a very random thing. Um, and I think he's very proud of the fact that he can sit there and talk to Elvis and those guys. And it's always funny too, like the way that the locker room is set up is like, you've got these like languages, like cross talking each other sometimes where like the Russian guys are like in a corner and then the French guy, like Chexie is speaking French to PLD over the Russian guys. And then the Finnish guys are back in the corner talking to each other. And then Dean Kukan sitting in the middle with no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> Uh, I always kind of enjoy that when that when that kind of happens. So, uh, but you know, I, I don't have any good uh, be- behind the scenes stories to give you, unfortunately. That, that just stick. I'm sure I do, but they're just not coming to me right now. So I'm sorry. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, is there anything that kind of surprised you about the job when you start working? the team like the judge specifically or team specifically or like even the sport like what are you most surprised by in in when you took this job that is a good question the thing i'll tell you the thing i was actually most terrified about doing um was the travel uh just from the aspect of like you know they, they hire me and no one knows you know since i had not been covering the team previously no one knows who i am none of these players know who i am and then a week later i'm on the plane with them and I was just kind of had this feeling of like, I am a total outsider here with this thing. Like, what am I doing? Like, do not get in the way. Do not, you know, do not upset anybody. You know, <laughs> like, uh, do not cause any trouble. 
No, that was kind of the first thing that they were like that uh, thing. Uh, just how was that going to go? I just had no idea what the travel was going to be like. Um, and I got used to it pretty quickly. And, and you know, the, the media folks that travel with us um, and our video guy who was Tanner Smith at the time um, was great. You know, he showed me the ropes and everything. Um, so, and within a very quickly, it became kind of routine and, you know, you kind of know what you're doing, but that was the biggest thing for me was just like, Oh my God, like I'm on this plane with like the players and it's like, I, I don't want to do anything to like upset them basically. Um, and so that was, uh, that was the thing I was most worried about, but again, it became routine pretty quickly. Um, and you learn, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to eat, if you're going to eat their food on the plane, you know, cause there's a buffet before you take off. It's like, you learn when you're allowed to go get the food and things like that. Um, you can, you learn the unwritten rules pretty quickly. Um, but nothing that really surprised me too much. Um, to be honest with you, uh, yeah, maybe you're a little surprised, but you just don't know because I hadn't worked a ton with pro athletes, like what their personalities are going to be like. But again, it's it's a really good group of guys. There's not I said, there's not a ton of guys that you just you know shake your head and go, oh my god, I got to talk to this guy. Uh, uh, it's a good group, and you know they're good guys, and they're always generally really helpful. Uh, and so that's that's something that you just you hear about with hockey players all the time, but you just don't know how it's going to be until you actually experience it. Um, but there haven't you know there haven't been any issues as far as that goes. So. Um, that's been nice. And, you know, Torts has been exactly as advertised, so there's nothing that really was surprising there, to be honest with you. Uh, coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Jeff. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about our sponsor for this episode, Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is back. Uh, they have a bunch of great new flavors for you to try. Um, each bar is low in carbs and high in protein. And honestly, they are friggin' delicious. Uh, I'm super excited about the new flavors. We've got caramel brownie, we've got cookies and cream, we've got cherry barcia, we've got lemon almond cheesecake, we've got we've got apple almond crisp, and my personal favorite, uh, carrot cake. Uh, and I know a lot of these like protein bars market themselves as you know delicious and nutritious, and actually they kind of taste like someone dipped a piece of sawdust into chocolate and just mashed it together but built bar legitimately tastes just like an actual candy bar um and you know as a person who tries to eat healthy but really loves candy bars these are kind of perfect for me uh right now built bar is giving you a free cooler with every purchase while stocks last and if like me your apartment is constantly at like 80 degrees or above and you don't want to have to get up to go to the fridge every time you want a snack these coolers are perfect to kind of live on your desk and keep your built bars in uh, and with the offer code locked on, all one word, you can get 10 bucks off your first order. Uh, if you want to watch your weight or you just love treats, you know, run, don't walk to builtbar.com and find a new favorite flavor today. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, last week I have more of my conversation with Jeff Svoboda, um, and I also have the some conversations about the reverse retro jersey, uh, a controversial one, I think. So if you haven't checked those out yet, go check them out. Uh, don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at jthegoalie. You can follow this podcast on Twitter uh, at LO underscore bluejackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, we're doing a mailbag episode later this week, probably, uh, if you have questions for that. Uh, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. I was going to say, I um, one of my uh, colleagues with the with the podcast. She does the Kings one, but she's done a little bit of work for like USA Hockey, and she had to do a, an interview with uh, with Torts for it. And she was really surprised by like just how willing to talk 
he is. Like apparently he was really nice and friendly and it's just a really kind of fun difference to the guy that does like 23 seconds press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get him in playoff time and he does not want to do those press conferences. So that's, it's a different animal uh, come the playoffs, but like he's the, I mean, I, I, uh, I covered Ohio State football for a long time. So I was around Jim Trestle and Urban Meyer. Uh, I've covered a lot of sports and Torch is the most quotable coach I've ever been around. I mean, if you ask him a good question and that's the key, you have to ask him a good question. You can't just show up and say, Hey coach, talk about this thing. Like he'll be like, why screw you? Like, why do I have to do that? Um, but if you, if you come with a good question and, and you know what he wants to talk about too, um, but, and you know, you know, you know what he wants to talk about. So like, if, you know, if you, if you bring the right, if, if you bring the right bullets to the holster, he'll talk to you forever. Uh, and so, and here's a really nice guy behind the scenes. I mean, his work with animals is, is, uh, incredible. Um, he's got great relationships with like bus drivers and arena attendants and stuff around like, but he's one of those guys, like he just doesn't put on airs. He doesn't, he's not one of the, a lot of people suck up to like people like rich people, famous people. Torts is not one of those guys. Torts is a live on the farm and be with his horses kind of guy. You know, he doesn't give a crap who you are. Um, you know, he doesn't, he's not impressed by famous people. He likes the bus drivers and he likes the arena attendants and the locker room guys and stuff like that. Um, and he likes, I think he, he doesn't really want to admit it because he likes that sort of adversarial um, reputation that he has, but he likes a lot of media guys as well. I think at the end of the day, um, he likes Forty and he likes Mets and, you know, even the guys he rips on he likes. So um, for the most part, and there's, there's certain people he doesn't like, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but by and large, like, you know, as long as you, as long as you can engage with him, he likes you. Um, and so he's, he's not a bad guy to be around. It's always good to hear when guys like that are good to, you know, the bus drivers, the arena guys. So, you know, that's always, that's always good to, good to hear. Um, and I just have one more question left. Well, one, one thing, just real quick, you said like locker room things I could share that maybe wouldn't get me in trouble. Here's one. Torts is terrified. Torts is terrified of elevators. No way. Yeah, it's the most, it is a, a random thing, but he is just, he hates elevators. Um, and he, he refuses to get in an elevator. Like if you're like when you get to the hotel or whatever, with like more than like one or two other people, like he is, he is not a crowded, he's a personal space guy, certainly. But also I think he just doesn't like to be like, if, if it's like a six person elevator with torts, it's a three person elevator. <laughs> That's, that's fantastic. That's actually possibly my favorite thing I've learned about him ever. That's so Yeah, good. there you go. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't get me in trouble, but it's uh, it's just one of his things. I don't know that anyone, I don't know that Todd will listen to this podcast, but you never know. Um, yeah. what, uh, what's one thing that the average fan doesn't realize about working for an NHL team? I guess it's kind of similar to, to the surprise, but like, I feel like I have a very kind of specific view of what kind of your job is. And I feel like it's probably a little bit different to what your job actually is. So like, what's, what's one thing that you do that maybe we don't realize that you. I think the, the, I think the thing that people probably don't realize is yes, it's a great job and yes, there's so many perks to it. And I mean, I'm not ever going to um, complain about it, but there, I mean, the amount of work that goes into it is, is tremendous. I mean, it really is. It's exhausting during the season. Um, you know, a home game day for me, if we have a morning skate, a home game day means I'm at the rink at 10 a.m. and I'm not leaving until uh, probably 11 p.m. at the earliest. Um, you know, every home game day is a 13-hour day uh, at the at minimum. And then you, at, you start traveling. You know, we have you pretty, 
morning skates, they have games on the road. You know, it's just, it, it's exhausting. Um, there, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, and there's a lot of work that goes into like pulling off the things that the team pulls off. You think of, you know, even, even a t-shirt giveaway, which seems like teams do these, every team in the world does t-shirt giveaways. But when you think about, okay, who's going to order the t-shirts? Who's going to, um, where are you going to get them from? How are you going to get the design made? Um, what sponsors are going to be on them? You know, who's approving this, all these things, what events are we going to have them for? What events are we not going to have them for? Um, you know, just something like that is a massive undertaking that involves meetings and people and decisions. Um, and it's probably a little too much at times, but at the end of the day, like you, you know, that, that's what, when it comes to running professional sports teams, I mean, you've got to have the right sponsors on everything. You've got to have, you've got to plan everything out. And everything that you do involves so many different departments, um, whether, you know, it's going to involve sponsorship, um, it involves community, it involves public relations, it involves getting the team involved in a lot of cases. Um, you know, hockey ops, uh, players, things like that. Um, lawyers have to clear so many things we do. Um, so I don't think people realize that even something that seems simple for a professional sports team to do requires collaboration between five, six, seven departments. Uh, so, um, and so that's something that was probably maybe a little bit surprising and people probably don't realize, but also just the work that goes into it. Like I say, I mean, during season, uh, you know, it, my friends don't see me a whole lot at times, um, whether it be between the travel or the, uh, the 13-hour home game days. So, you know, if you want to work in this job, it's tremendously fun, but you're going to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, until the pandemic hit. I didn't spend very much time in my apartment. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so um, the, 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 it, it is a lot of work, but again, the reward, I'm never going to complain because it's, it's a great job. But, uh, you know, you, it's kind of a work hard, play hard scenario, I guess you could say. Uh, coming just a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with Jeff. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Uh, I like the Apple, just the plain Apple podcast app, uh, but we're on Spotify, uh, we're on all sorts, so take your pick and you will find me there at Locked On Blue Jackets. Yeah, I bet you got like pretty good whiplash when you went from traveling everywhere to suddenly just being in your apartment because I know for me I so I do work with a couple of teams locally and I play beer league as well and so I was looking at like trying to schedule something and obviously all the hockey here happens on the weekend because it's not not that big so I was looking like in February I was trying to schedule something and I realized I had one weekend day in February that I wasn't going to be at an ice rink like some some days I would be at two ice rinks I would go to a game and then I would come back and then go to my home rink for training or whatever and it's just Going from that then to March to all of this, all of it being shut down and working from home was just like, it was really weird. I was like, I have all of this free time. What, what do I do with it? Yeah. Now I tell people I saw the more of my, uh, more of my apartment in the first three months of the pandemic that I did in the first uh, 18 months living in it. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. One, one last question. Um, what, like what one thing do you think is important for someone who wants to kind of do this role of like social media and reporting and like what someone who's trying to get into the business what's your like number one piece of piece of advice yeah my uh and this is another thing i get asked all the time and um it's kind of a two-part answer is one i mean you're gonna um the best way to get jobs is to meet people uh you know there's always you know whenever jobs are open you get so many uh, any job in sports, you're going to get so many people applying for it um, that it's easier for organizations uh, to hire people they know, whether it be people who are recommended by other people, 
um, uh, that they know or just people that they've met along the way. So, I mean, you kind of, you have to show, the, the, I guess the answer is you have to show up and do the work. You have to show up and you have to work hard and you have to be there because that's how you meet the people who are going to get you jobs. And that's how you show that you're um, good enough for those jobs and so you deserve those jobs. And so, you know, my career is, you know, I've worked my butt off to get where I am and in doing so, uh, I met the right people along the way and was able to get the breaks that I needed to get where I am. And there's, uh, I say this all the time is that there's in my career I've met for every person like me who's still doing it and has been a success, I guess you could say. Um, I've got three or four friends who were just as good as I was, honestly, who didn't make it. You know, they did it for three or four years uh, and they decided, you know what, I'm going to go to law school or I'm going to get a different job. I'm going to go into PR or whatever it might be because um, it's hard. You, the, the, everything has to line up for you in a lot of ways. I mean, the, the jobs have to be open at the right times. The breaks have to go your way, things like that. Um, so it's tough, but, you know, but if you, if you work hard and you show up and, and you put a lot of time and effort into it and you're good at it, it, it there's a chance it is going to work out for you. So that's, that's what I always kind of tell people. Um, and, you know, it requires a little bit of luck, but it requires you putting in your part as well. Yeah, kind of reward kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I think, what, where can my listeners find you on Twitter or where, where, where? Yeah, twitter.com uh, slash jacketsinsider uh, is my handle. You can, or just go to bluejackets.com and you'll see me there as well. So, um, or just check this hashtag CBJ. I'm always posting there as well. So anytime uh, uh, you can, uh, I, I try to be, even right now where there's not a whole lot going on, I try to be as busy as possible and try to keep people as updated as possible because you know, whether it be overseas stuff or whatever. So, uh, that, uh, but I love Twitter. I love interacting with the fans. So hopefully I, I see a couple of people on there. <laughs> Never hesitate to reach out. <laughs> and I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I will be back on Wednesday, uh, with some more jackets talk for you all. Uh, so I will see you then.